ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the music is underway. And for the first time in Cool Button Podcast history, it's the playoff edition 61 going into the spring and summer of 2022. Craig Button in Munich, Germany. Outstand con smite performance at the U18s. We'll end the show with the U18s and we'll have some fun. Kind of like a rapid fire old school showdown. Craig, I'm just going to start with the series that is the most intriguing. When you've won back-to-back cups and you're taking on the team from the center of the hockey universe and it's going to be a 4-3, 5-4 series, we're starting there. Uh, have you seen the odds? Can we pick a favorite? Is it just Tampa? Is Tampa the favorite in the three seed? And tell me we're going seven. Tell me it's going to be a series of the ages, the blue and white series. I think it'll be a series for the ages. I do believe that. You, you, you know, you think about the Toronto Maple Leafs history. And let's just go back to last year's history, right? Up 3-1 against Montreal Canadiens, a stranglehold on the series. And then it just fell apart on them, fell apart on them. Now, all through the course of, of the offseason, learning, we've learned, we've learned. Fantastic regular season for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Is there any better way to show that you've learned, that you've taken in the lesson plan, the beating the two-time Stanley Cup champions, Tampa Bay Lightning? I have a difficult time picking against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I really, really do. Just because of Vasilevsky, that blue line, been there, done that. That forward group is so good. And, you know, like, I want to believe that Toronto can break through. I just don't think they can. I just don't think they can. And you know what I think the big difference in the series is? The defense of the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're big, they're strong, they close off space, they make life difficult for you, and you got to earn your space. Oh, doesn't that sound like the Montreal Canadiens last year? Doesn't that sound how Montreal got so deep? Oh, wait a sec. Tampa Bay's won two Stanley Cups with that formula. I, I, I'm not betting against them. I'm not betting against them, Mr. Coolius. I can't. I can't, I can't either. And if Toronto does, for whatever reason, penetrate that defense, beat 88, and do some of the things they have not done against Boston, Columbus, Montreal – then kudos. And it's not as if people are saying that the Leafs are the U.S. Olympic team and Tampa is the Soviet Union. It's a 52-48, 53-47 type of series, but no one is going to really believe in the Leafs until they really believe in themselves. So I'm going to go to another key point who's not had his typical type year. Looks like he's now the second line center. And they've spread it around. You know, Kucherov on one line with Stamkos. Point on another line. Kalorn and Hagel on a line with Sorelli. So if it's point, he might go up against Tavares, who didn't even, he played two shifts last year. I can see the defense being a factor, as you said. Special teams, goaltending is always a cliche. I'm going to point to Braden, who might get Tavares. This is why they brought 91 here and paid him the big money. He's got to have a big series. They're going to go. Where's Hedman going to play? He's going to play against that line. But they've also got the McDonough's. They've got the Sergich. They got a great defense. So I'm going to kind of look at the second line centers now and see if the series can be won just under the top line, Mr. Button. But I'd like to think at least six. But I think both of us are saying whether it goes six, seven, and overtime, the smart bet is Tampa. And then the Leafs have to show us Missouri. They can actually beat someone in the playoffs. Simple as that. Like if you want us to be believers, you got to make us believers. You know, there's been a lot of, listen, the, to me, it's really good. You talk the talk, walk the walk. Let's see. I'm, but to that point in time, I'm not betting against Tampa. Staying in Florida, Aaron Ekblad returning. 
Ovi is in. This is a traditional 1-8 matchup. Will the Panthers scorch the earth with Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek? Is this the perfect 1-8 matchup for a team that is due? They're Brian Scrudlin due, Pavel Bure due, 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 due. Will they get their due and easily get through the Capitals? if it's ever easy to win a playoff series against a hundred point team, you know, let's, let's keep in mind that uh, every team in the East had a hundred points, including the caps, even though they're the AC, I just think that Florida Panthers are too strong. I think you go Ekblad's back. The goaltending's good. You go deeper in their forward group. Like to me, they're just too good. They're better. They're better. They're better. They're better than the Washington Capitals. I don't see how the Washington Capitals can win this series. And I wouldn't be surprised if it goes five. I don't think it's going to be a sweep. It wouldn't surprise me to see the Panthers take out the Caps in five. Uh, I'm in that way of thinking that the, the wheel has turned. The sky, the wheel in the sky, Craig, it's turning. I think it's turned the most for the good teams now, starting with the Capitals. It's already turned for, you know, I mean, it, it turned on the Kings and they turned it around and brought it back again. Chicago, well, they're, they're back at the bottom. The Bruins, they're not there yet. Let's see what happens with them. And we'll get to the Penguins in 71 and 58 who might not return, which would turn the wheel even more. Ooh. Hey, it's, it's great that Oshie's on the third line and Anthony Manton has been really good and can shoot the puck. And, you know, they're a good team who got 100 points. Like, that's plus 18. That's really, really good. But they're playing a team that's really, really great that was missing their best defenseman for God knows how long. And they still won 13 games in a row. That's a, this is an upset. You know, we said this would be the year of no upsets. If the Capitals beat Florida, that's an upset. Go to Sports Interaction, and you want to put down some money to make some money? Capitals beating Florida, Craig, to me, this is an upset. Well, for sure it is. Are you picking, are you picking Washington? No, I'm not. So, yeah. too old, not deep enough. Goaltending still better. Now, can Bob win 16 games? Doesn't have to. To win the series, he only has to win four. Goaltending. We also learned, we also learned, Freddie Anderson, start of the series, out. Can the Canes win one series without anti-Ranta? Where are you on Freddie returning and then saving the day in the second round? And this belief that some guys are close and some are not. Jari is not, but Freddie is. Boston, Carolina, and the Bruins wanted this matchup Friday or just thought rest was more important and then let the chips fall where they may. That was kind of interesting. The Bruins are a good team. Their records to January 1st has been really, really good. One of the best in the league. I, I think that the Carolina Hurricanes – uh, without Freddie, are really vulnerable, really vulnerable, oh. and really vulnerable, not just vulnerable, really vulnerable. And you know what? Freddie Anderson has not shown me anything in the playoffs, nothing. I'm not so sure they're not vulnerable with him in the net because of his playoff record. And the Boston Bruins, they got some really good pieces. They got some, they added some pieces. That's still a good team. I'm picking the Bruins in this series. I'm, I'm going Bruins. Well, you have been that would be an uh, and that would be an upset. Yes, that would be an upset. And remember, it's not Tuka Rask. There's no David Krejci. That's Eric Halla now. DeBrusque has done a job on the first line. Posternox with Halla and Hall. 
They got a new grind third line that a lot of people like with Trent Frederick and Craig Smith uh, and Charlie Coyle. They, they got a good defense. There's a lot to like. Derek Forbert plays as much shorthanded minutes as any defenseman in the NHL. Like I'm talking about with the Pesci's and the big boys at the top of the yeah. food chain. And that's good. Um, I think the Canes can still win with anyone in net. I believe in this four line team. I believe in the speed. The Bruins will have to show me. The Bruins will have to show me. I think this series will go longer than some people think, but this series is intriguing. Like this series is hard to handicap. Maybe not as much as St. Louis and what we've talked about with Minnesota, but there's some things I better see from Sveshnikov, Aho, Trocheck down the lineup. I think that I will. But if the Bruins get the upper hand as we go further down the lineup and further down the series, you have never been high on the Canes all year. You called Vegas to a certain extent, and you thought the Canes would be a playoff team, but you never believed they were elite. What do you not like about some of their core players? Well, no, I like their core players. Don't jump to the core players here. I oh, like their okay. core players. Okay. What I don't like is I don't think they have the team that can grind you. I don't like the, I don't like what's behind those core players. I think they have speed. I think they're I think they have superb coaching, right? But like last year against Tampa Bay, they couldn't handle the grind. They couldn't handle the grind. I don't think they're in better position to handle the grind this year. And like I told you, like who's like Freddie Anderson's playoff record. It's been poor. It hasn't been good. It's been poor. So everybody goes, oh, you can win with, like, I'm not with the Canes with Freddie. And I'm certainly not with them without him. Well, I'm going to be curious to see if the depth of the Bruins will grind the Canes into submission to be able to win this series. Um, In our early predictions, we got Florida. We have Tampa together. You have Boston. I have Carolina. I think the Canes can win in a prolonged series. And since you scared me a bit, I'll, I'll say Canes in seven. I think you're calling the Bruins in the same number that you think the Bruins sandpaper wins this series. Well, listen, it's 16 teams, 100 points. The Boston Bruins had 100 points, 100 plus points. They lean on you. There's not a lot of space in the playoffs. There's not a lot of room out there. And the Bruins lean on you. I saw it last year with Carolina. I, I don't think they're, they're I don't think they're a team that's like said we're, we've addressed some of the areas that gave us some problems. I think the Florida Panthers did. I don't think the Carolina Hurricanes did. Well, if we can argue about Freddie's lack of playoff success and also discuss can Anti Ranta win a series, I can say the same thing about Linus Allmark, who's starting, and then Jeremy Swayman. That I'd feel a lot better about the Bruins' chances with a 29, 31-year-old Tuka Rask. I'm not so sure about these guys they've split the numbers they've both played pretty well in the regular season i want to see when the blitz comes from carolina if allmark and or swayman can handle the ballroom blitz that's why i'm taking carolina that's fine let me ask you a question you you go to the horse track okay and you got four horses three of them have never won one of them you don't know if they can win you're going to bet on the three that haven't won you're going to bet on the one you don't know I know what Freddie Anderson hasn't done in the playoffs. I know critics what he hasn't will say, done. Critics will say he wasn't on uh, as good of teams in Anaheim and Toronto, and he was the uh, the guy who couldn't win the just big game or at, make the big just go look, Just go just, yeah, just go look at the key games. Just go look at the goals that went in. Okay? You go bet on the horse that's always lost. 
I'm not betting on the horse that's always lost. I'll bet on all Mark and Swayman. Even though we don't know if they've won, I'm yep. betting on them. Okay. I might be more prone to bet on Kachetkov than on those other two goalies. Oh, How do my, you like that? My buddy Piotr. Okay, so Piotr might come in if there's an order from the crease and help win the series. So uh, remember, we're not talking going deep here. We're just talking Cam, right now. Cam, Cam Ward, 2006. Cam oh, Ward, 2006. That worked out pretty good. That worked out pretty good. So Ooh. I like that we oh, did. What did, he, what, did, what did he won before he won the Stanley Nothing. Cup? Nothing. That's right. Like 28 games. Like 28 games. I know. So you nobody bet on him. You go ahead. You bet on bet on the horse that's never won. Go oh, ahead. I'd love if uh Kochetkov came in, he won the series, and I beat you, Caroline, over Boston just because of Piotr. That would be I great. said I would I said I would have more confidence in Kochetkov playing in the net. Imagine if this is a series where five goalies get in. Oh, yeah, 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 Ooh, yeah. Would that be something. In a year we had 118 different goalies play. Um, okay. Tristan Jari out. Odds are he will not play in the series where they hope Freddie does in Carolina, at least from what we're able to gather. So it's Casey to Smith against Igor. It's the last dance of the Penguins, Mr. Scotty Pippen, and a Ranger team that has caught back, has Panarin. They were slow playing those injuries. I saw their lines. Capo Caco, he's back. Philip Hedel, Lafreniere on the third line. They're ready. They're good. They're quick. I, I I can't see the Rangers losing to Pittsburgh without Jari for sure, unless the Penguins' big boys have one more great waltz in their shoes, my friend. Not against this Rangers team. Sorry. No, Kristen, no Tristan Jari. No win. No way. Casey the Smith won a game where he had to make 52 saves. Stood on his head. Okay, great. Did it once. You're going to win four games? Not happening. Tristan Jari, that's a major blow. As you pointed out, where are Latang and Malkin? Where's their health at? Yeah. You know what? It's, un- it's unfortunate for the Penguins because I think they had a really good season. Sid Crosby's been phenomenal with respect to what he's been able to do this year, coming back from that wrist surgery and getting ready. Th- this New York Rangers team's too good. They're, they're better. Their defense is better. Their goaltending is like lopsided better. And they, and they and they're really deep and they're not injured. So, you, you know what? Like, I think if the Penguins win a game in this series, that might be their biggest victory. We want a game. We want a game. What do you say to the people that say you can't bend against Sid? And then they've got seven. Oh, come on. They've got I'm Carter. Then they got Gensel. Like, then they got Rust. What do you say to those people? What, what do you mean? What do I say to those people? You know what I say to them? Shesterkin. Adam Fox, Mika Zibanejad, or Tammy Panarin, Andrew Kopp. Like, do I need the Ryan Strom? Like, bet again. Give me a, I'm not, like, everybody wants, oh, you're betting against Sidney Crosby. Give me a break. I'm not betting against Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby is one of the greatest players that's ever played in the game. It's not about one player. It's about the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> Give me a break. They're going to win. They win one game and be a celebration. Have a parade. To recap. Before we talk about betting on opening night, we both have the Rangers, both have Tampa, we both have Florida, Craig has Boston, I have Carolina. When the podcast is over, I'm going to give Rod Brindamore a good luck text. Give him a good luck test. I love Rod Brindamore. I think he's done a great job. You keep betting on the goalies that always have never won a horse race. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep betting on those horses that limp across the finish line. Always not as the winner.
They don't go to the winter circle, you know, those losing horses. They just kind of go, they shower them off. You know what they start to think? Eh, maybe we need a different horse. Go ahead. Put your bet there. Speaking of betting. Time now for KB on Ice. An inside look at the NHL brought to you by our very good friends at Sports Interaction. Craig, as you know, Sports Interaction is Canada's sportsbook. 19 plus play responsibly. We're looking at Monday, May 2nd games. Not the series. We're looking at a game. Because one game doesn't a series make. Who do you like on Monday, May 2nd, George Armstrong Day? Toronto Maple Leafs against oh. Tampa Bay Light. They're not going to fall behind one nothing like they did last year to Montreal. You know, I know they caught up to it. They'll be Tampa. Serve notice that they're for real, right? St. Louis goes in and wins game one in Minnesota. I'm going with the Bruins. And I'm going to finish it up with the Edmonton Oilers. Connor McDavid's going off in this first playoff game. Yeah, I am. I'm very confident about the Oilers. I'm very confident about the Blues. I'm staying away from the Blue and White series. Tampa used to have black in their uniform. They suddenly just got rid of it, I guess. I don't know why, but they did. Um, On Monday, I like the Bruins. I like the Bruins to beat non-Freddie Anderson. Feels like 4-3 for me, kids, if you want to bet on that. The Bruins and Canes actually have a lot of playoff history, if you know, going back over the last few years. So it's going to be very interesting on Monday. Remember, though, one game, Mr. Craig Button, doesn't a series make. But we're underway, Craig, and it feels so good, doesn't it? It sure does. It sure does. And remember, it's match play golf. Just if you lose the first game, don't worry. You got the second game. And if you win the first game, you better be good in the second game. Well said, my friend. Well said. Just a reminder, the most competitive odds is sports interaction. And they make it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com forward slash cool button pod. That's sportsinteraction forward slash cool button pod. 19 plus play responsibly. We talk about what would be an upset. Nashville's up 4 nothing to Arizona, and they lose. God bless Connor Ingram. God bless David Riddick. Soros can – have we seen a year? Can we name a year this many number one goalies have been banged up to start? So now the Daryl Sutter line of eight wasted days, Colorado-Nashville, why would you rush Gable Andeskog back now? Why, why don't you play it smart? Like in a league that's so tight – in a league that's competitive and has eight 100-point teams in the East and a lot of high 90 teams that just still got in in the West. I mean, if I'm Colorado now, I don't even think they could lose. Sure he's not ready? Sure he's not ready? Sure it wasn't salary cap related? Well, if he's ready, then play him. That's exactly right. It's not not about rushing him back. If he's ready, he's in. If he's not ready, okay, wait. Right. How are the Preds going to stop if Gabe's back, McKinnon, McCarr, everybody. Four straight. Ooh, Four it's straight. hard. Hard to predict the sweep. I've only called one in my career. One sweep. Well, I'm calling. I'm calling it. Four straight. That's it. Done. Come on. You don't have goaltending. You Soros is a top-notch goaltender. You don't have you Soros. Come on. Maybe they win game four at home. Soros comes back for that one. He limps into the crease. Four straight. Okay, I got the ad. I don't know what we're going to analyze uh, in here. Other if than they don't win, if they don't win in four straight, I'll tell you what. I'll take you for a nice cake dinner. Okay. Oh, write that one down. Okay, I'll say abs in five. If you've got abs in your pool, at least you know they're through to the second round. They might just not play as many games as some teams if they're going to uh, have an easier time than it. Kind of a la Wayne Gretzky. Remember uh, in the good old days. Uh, okay, so Dallas 
Did they win the lottery by getting Calgary? Or the only thing each team did was avoid one other great team by playing another great team. So if you think Nashville's getting swept, I'm guessing that Dallas wins a game, but we both like Calgary. To me, do I care if it's four, five, or six anyway? Yeah, the longer it goes, somebody could get banged up, but I really, really like Colorado going into these playoffs, and I really, really like Daryl Sutter's Flames. And I think these matchups are perfect for them to get them ready for round two. So how did uh, how did Dallas win the lottery exactly by getting to play the Calgary Flames? They would have won the, you know, now they got to travel further. They got to cross the border. You know, I don't know what kind of, I hope, I hope everybody on the Dallas Stars has been vaccinated because now if they, players that haven't been vaccinated can't come into the country. So I, I hope, I hope they're all vaccinated. And if they all are, they still don't have a chance. Well, Dallas they, try to they play, to, play physical they have, against they have, Calgary, the Jamie Benz of the world. You think they'll try to play, play physical against Calgary? Like, well, like you think Calgary's afraid of any team's physicality? Give me a break. Oh, we're going to play physical against Calgary. Really? Seriously? Oh, so, oh, the big bad Dallas Stars. Well, they're a one-line team. The Flames have the best line in hockey. So, Clearly, if Dallas can shut down lines two, three, and four, they like to make this a one-line versus one-line series. Dallas doesn't have anybody else that can score, Sagan, Ben, or anybody else. Should this be a feast for lines two and three for the Flames where they show everybody that they're more than just a one-line team, that Dallas is the perfect first-round opponent? They're not a one-line team. Go look at, all the, go look at all, the, all the offensive and defensive metrics for the Calgary Flames. They're one of the best offensive teams in the league. They're one of the best defensive teams in the league. Don't tell me they're a one-line team. That's what That's Dallas a, is I mean, going to try to do is make it a one-line yeah, and, series. Uh, Andrew Mangiapane had 30-plus goals. Like, really? Tyler Toffoli, Mr. Playoff, man. Like, seriously? Really? You want to go down this line? Listen, I'm like, trying to play who's gonna play that? I, I don't want We got a lot of series that there's going to be some slapping around in. This is... One well, of you those just others? told me. Oh, are they going to try to play physical versus Dow against Calgary? Yeah. That, oh, boy. Daryl Sutter, he's going to say, oh, we better be careful. They're going to play physical against this. Well, but, what would your strategy be if you worked for the Dallas Stars? What would my strategy be? Yeah. I think what I would try to do is, is uh, really think about when you come home and you're playing game four and you're down three nothing. Do we really want to win game four and have to fly all the way back to Calgary just to lose? I think that's the strategy that I would have. I thought we were in the league of parity and all you're doing is calling sweeps. So is, is this another sweep? I didn't call a sweep. I didn't call a sweep. I'm just saying, hey, Dallas can, Dallas can win a game. I know they can win a game. Maybe they could win two. They're not winning the series in Calgary. Calgary isn't sitting there shaking in their boots going, ooh, we're going to play a physical team. We had a conversation with one of the Dallas writers recently, and he said it would be a successful season in Dallas if they uh, won two rounds, to which I dropped my microphone and said, I think it's a successful season already in Dallas because they made the playoffs. And when they lose in four, five, or six, then they're going to have to really decide what they want to do with some aging high-priced veterans that maybe they can't do anything with, at least for now decide how they're going to augment their other parts of their roster and look at themselves and say, they might be stuck for a little bit longer moving forward because 
this is going to be hard to fix. And there's a coaching situation and maybe a manager situation in Dallas. It's uh, it's not an easy fix there. So I think a successful season for Dallas has already happened. They made the playoffs. Um, getting by Calgary would be a stretch, and both of us think so for a lot of reasons. Okay. Kings. Can I, can I just go back for a second? Like, uh, sometimes, like, you know, I, I love to hear these comments. Well, if they trade one of their high-priced players, there's nobody interested in Tyler Sagan or Jamie Bennett, that dollar figure. Let's be clear here. Nobody interested. So if they want to get rid of them, it's going to cost them. It's going to cost them something really significant to dump those contracts. We need to stop talking. Oh, yeah, if they move one of these high-priced contracts. Nobody wants those guys at that price. Nobody. And if they do take them, it's going to be a, they're going to go to Arizona. Oh, yeah, those guys have no move clauses. Oh, yeah, right. Good luck. And they got way too much term on for a buyout. I mean, maybe Ben with two years left if we get to that point, but it's uh, it's not pretty. They had their run, your magical mystery tour run. We saw it with the 91 stars. We've seen it with the bubble stars. We've seen it with the bubble Habs. Yeah, so we've seen it. Those teams don't win. They go on great rides, and they have this paper fire. Whoa, where are some of those teams now? Well, We've seen Montreal, they finished 32nd for the first time ever in a 32nd team league. Dallas, they should be happy they made the playoffs. I'm not so sure they make them next year. I'm not so sure they make Which them. Which is just, well, well, so so this is Dallas. Make the playoffs, miss the playoffs, make the playoffs, miss the playoffs, make the playoffs, miss the playoffs, make the playoffs. It was their year to make the playoffs this year. Now we'll go to Edmonton and LA. For Edmonton, uh, and the Kings, they've played some historic series. If you go back to 82 and 89 and uh, the Oilers doing their thing in the uh, 80s when they went on their big, big runs. So the Kings will win the series if. What will the Kings have to do to win the series on a realism scale without Drew Doughty? Well, so, okay. So the question is, the Kings will win this series if Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl are, are abducted and they don't return until the end of the series, they're not available. So even if Mike That's Smith doesn't Kings play well and Miko Koskinen goes in, could they win the series against Koskinen? Who? The Kings. No. Abduction. Well, I don't think that's happening, uh, Mr. Button. I don't There's think people in LA you, that you, believe. I know it. Listen, this LA Kings team had, had a fantastic season. Todd McClellan did a fantastic job with the team. The Edmonton Oilers have been rolling with Koskinen, with Mike Smith. Give Ken Holland his due. He, he said, I believe that the goaltending can turn around. McDavid rules the league. Dry Seidel, they got depth in their lineup. I know it's tongue-in-cheek. I know I'm joking around about being abducted. Hey, listen, you got Kopitar, you got Dino. They're really good. That's, that's the one area where you go, okay, we can match up these guys against McDavid or Dry Seidel. Great. What are you going to do in the rest of the lineup? I think the Edmonton Oilers, what happened to them last year versus the Winnipeg Jets, they're not going to let that happen again this year. And the Winnipeg Jets are a way better team than the LA Kings. So I don't see. And and, and you know what? I don't think it'll be a sweep. I really don't think it'll be a sweep. But I I don't think the LA Kings can beat the uh, Edmonton Oilers at all. No way. I don't know how the Kings defense without Doughty God bless the jerseys and Matas and you name it. Um, 
when the Oilers come in waves, even if Kopitar does well against McDavid or Dreisaitl, and then Deneau does well against McDavid or Dreisaitl, then as I said, keys are different series where different players could be the key. Then Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you can't stop them all. So Ryan Nugent Hopkins, they like Derek Ryan now, and they like Warren Fogle. So if those guys can do something else against the third line, even if they contain lines one and two or after waves and waves, I don't think it can happen. The Kings should be happy. They went from 72, Craig, to 99 points. They were in a playoff race, and they won the games that mattered. They're going to go with $10 million in gold next year with Peterson and Quick. Maybe this is Quick's last dance. I think if I'm the Kings, I'm already in extended play. I'm not saying you roll over. If they win, that is un- that's great. I call this the better win series. The Oilers better win after what they did to Chicago and after didn't do to Chicago and Winnipeg. Are you kidding me? They better win. There better be a battle of Alberta for the first time since we saw Messier limp off the bench after the Tekin and deflected goal. This is a better series, a better win by the team that we say is better on paper. Oilers in six. They better defeat the Kings. Well said. Minnesota, St. Louis. You know why I saved it till the very end? I got no idea, Craig. No idea. I, I've looked at numbers. I've looked at stats. I've looked at recent history. I've looked at 14-1-1. I've looked at season series this year. I don't know. I do think we'll see four goalies. I do think that Talbot's going to play well. I do think Fleury's there. I, Huso might play the entire six or seven games. But in a league that's more about offensive this year, I'm going to take offense. I'm going to take the nine forwards on the Blues to beat the nine they match up with on Minnesota. And I don't care if I'm wrong. And I don't care who's mad at me. Seven games, overtime, and a Russian. Either Buchnevich or Tarasenko scored in overtime. That's what about Barbashev? Barbashev's been great this year. There that. you go. I got one of the Russians. Just, and that's all I see that, like, when you say what's an edge, what's a difference, what, what's your Coles Notes biggest line? Blue scoring, Blues power play. People know how good the power play is. People know how blue, uh, how offensive the Blues are. I'm just going to say by this much of the hair of the chinny-chin-chin, sorry, Red Riding Hood, I'm taking the Blues by a nose. Who would be mad at you for having an opinion? Well, as soon as the fan, as soon as I started talking about Oilers beating the Kings, all of a sudden there was all these Kings fans. First of all, where have you been for 82 games? <laughs> and why are you mad at me for just saying congrats on a great season? And what I say, believe this or not, that does not dictate the outcome of a game, Craig. Can you believe that? What you and I say right now will not dictate the outcome of a game. So if I'm wrong, go ahead. You know, I had somebody tell me in October of 2015, a fan in Buffalo. Uh-huh. Eichel scored his first goal before McDavid. What was I supposed to respond with? Should I respond now to that lady in Buffalo and say all you do is all you do say is you're right. I, I remember early on that you know, oh Line A might be better than Matthews. Pardon? Pardon? What? What Matt Lion A's better than Matt? No, 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 no. But that's that's the beauty of fans. You love their passion, you love their loyalty, right? Yeah, yeah. Like like, why do you want to be mad at me? Why do you want to be mad? Doesn't mean I'm always right. I'm wrong. And when I'm wrong, I'll say, hey, I was wrong. But this is what I think. We're in the prediction business. You're going to be wrong. If I was perfect at predicting, I can tell you what, I'd be in something a lot more lucrative than this. 
well, we'd be in the Cayman Islands together. You know, the old Bugs Bunny cartoons. So I'm assuming then, because you didn't jump right in, you think the series is going to be as close as that, and you also give the Blues an edge by Ginny Yeah, I do. For okay. that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nine, the nine forwards are so good. And, you know, to me, that's enough. That's enough for me. And I'm picking, you know, Minnesota has home ice. That's great. But I think that the Blues carry it. I think they carry it. Now, you know what? They're going to need some goaltending because this is a different Blues team when it comes to defending in and around their net. But that's okay. They, we've seen them make comebacks. We've seen them put up lots of goals. To me, they have they, they have more than Minnesota here. Those are the eight series and the ones that we differ on. Carolina-Boston. Carolina-Boston. Is that right? It is. Oh, if it's an upset series, then we're going to be, oh, which I don't care if it is. If the Capitals win, bravo, move on to the second round. First of all, I don't really, really care. I just want to see great hockey. I don't want there to be injury issues and any officiating or like, do you, do you think we've done it? Do you think the standard is set that we, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Why? Because what, what do you think? I mean, did, did this, did the slashing on the hand standard end? Never end it. No. Okay. And the, and the cross check is not ending either. That's good. I feel that um, these guys are ready to roll. Stephen Wacom has his troops in place. They're ready to march. And I think anyone who gets cute, I mean, the player who gets cute that thinks, oh, I can't believe you didn't call that. And the ref will say, we've been calling that basically since the beginning of the preseason. So don't play these games. How could you call it? I'm the guy that says, how could you not? Because when you don't call the slash on the hand, Sam McDavid, in the slot with a minute to go, you do help decide the game by not protecting skill. And we've moved on from that train, as you know, Craig, a long time ago. Here's your big one. Here's your big one. Yep. You just got to hope for a Nashville win. Just at least one. You get cake dinner. So what happens again for my cake dinner? Sweep. You just need one Nashville win. I said Colorado winning four. Four. Okay. Come on, Tyler, Tanner, Geno. Here we go. So uh, let's have some more fun before we wrap things up. Brought to you by Ultimate Hockey Fans. Not a person or a group of people. It's a product, a must for every hockey basement. For our discount, talk to Paul Cohen, ultimatehockeyfans.com. Ceiling fans, puck light fixtures order today, or he'll custom build you something of your choice. So we can end with a little fun, kind of a little showdown rapid fire after your great job at the U18s and the way you're battling through 61. It's a playoffs, Craig. I love it. You're in the lineup no matter what happens. Are you ready? Maybe Bruce will put a little music I got, I got. I got some allergies. I don't know what happened here. Some pollen in the German air. That's okay. That's okay. Maybe it was uh, something in the schnitzel. Okay. Uh, item number one, Carey Price. Look into the crystal ball. What happens with Carey Price next year? Go. I think he's done. I think it's over. Why? Because he thought that his last game might have been Friday night in Montreal. And he says his knee is swollen up and can't handle the rigors of, of playing. And when, when you start having uh, functional problems in, in, in those joints, and, and obviously for a goaltender, like when your knee can't recover the same way, you're, you're, you're in big trouble. And listen, I don't want Carey Price to retire. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Carey Price get back to the form that he's given for you know, so much of his career, but I'm listening. 
I'm hearing some of the medical stuff. Now, obviously, I don't know anything. I'm just telling you, you asked me what I thought. I think it's over. And I understand your logic. I'm just going to take the other side, partly because, um, you know, it's fun. And B, uh, I want you to be wrong because I want Carey Price to have a great summer. The knee doesn't swell up and he returns and plays for Seattle, Edmonton, Montreal, or somebody else and can prolong his career and play well like an aging Marc-Andre Fleury who also says he wants to come back and play next year. The awards. Have you made your votes yet? Does the, the, the new McDavid stat of being in on 43% of the goals, does it change anyone? Can you get it wrong, Craig? Can anyone get it wrong, say, with the Hart Trophy this year? Because it's like a it's like Miss America. You can't get it wrong. Wyoming, North Dakota, Hawaii. It doesn't matter. They're all winners. Well, some somebody's going to say, oh, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. Like, I mean, that's simple as that, right? Like, Johnny Goudreau has done something that hasn't been done in, what, 25-plus years. Roman Yossi did something that hasn't been done in 25-plus years. Ask yourself where the Calgary Flames and the Nashville Predators would be without those two guys. Just ask yourself, okay? Like, you know, I, I, I've heard for over a month now it's a two-horse race, which really, really folk forced me to go, and I do it anyway, to go in and really look at it and evaluate it in many different ways, not just one way, a lot of different ways. The ballots have to be in by 7 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow night. My ballot's in. I'm not going to reveal who I voted for because we're asked not to do that. I can tell you this. I don't see it anywhere near a two-horse race. If anything, like, I had a tough time figuring out who was going to be fifth on my ballot. Fifth. I had seven or eight guys easily that I could have made a case for. Let me just be clear here, though, but not in the top three. My top three, for me, once I went through the work, my satisfied with my work, 100% satisfied. 100% satisfied. And you'll see who my, who my picks are, because it's all public. Norris, Roman Yossi. I don't think it'll be a shock if Roman Yossi doesn't win the Norris. It'll be a shock if Igor Shesterkin doesn't win the Vesna. It'll be a shock if Mort Sider doesn't win the Calder. So... You know, there's some, uh, we'll, we'll see who's second and third in those areas. But the Hart Trophy, tell you what, you know what I've learned? I'll tell you what I've learned. There's a lot of voters that aren't fully informed. That's what I've learned. Oh, oh boy. Well, good luck. Uh, good luck to them. Uh, okay. Um, Ebug, Thomas Hodges. He stops two of three, gets the loss, comes in. Another great story? Or are we getting, I know the hockey people, they don't like this. They think it hurts the league that a you know a beer leaguer so to speak has to come in net if it happened once every 10 years it might be one thing we're gonna have an all-star team of e-bugs has this story have you soured jerry on the e-bug story the story is a good story i i think what we have to ask ourselves is like is this what we want it doesn't happen that often it's a very rare occurrence right and like what i would say is so what's the solution does every team carry a third goalie like, there's a cost to that. There's a cost to that. Like, what do you do? How, how do you work through it? So, you know, because it happens so rarely, and because the story ends up inevitably being good and, and a good one, I got no problem with it. I like it less, put it that way. I Why? like it less. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm jealous. Maybe I'm thinking they don't have an e-bug uh, 14th forward. I, I don't know. They just... Uh, what if, uh, you know, four guys get sick and we're down to eight forwards, bring somebody else in. I get it. 
They're not going to carry three goalies. They're, what are you going to carry a third goalie instead of getting them development in the, in the American League or your starter from the East Stage show? It's not going to work that way. It's one thing in the playoffs, you know, as you move deeper along. Um, I just think uh, I've had enough. I put it this way. I like the story with Thomas Hodges less. Eh, that's my opinion, and I get to stick to it. Uh, Mark Shifley has an opinion, and he wants to talk to Mark Sheveldayoff. Is this Kevin Shifley? Shoveldayoff. Kevin Sheveldayoff, thank you. Is this Shifley paving the way with two years left at six and change for a change of scenery? I'm not going to speak for Mark Shifley. He's a star player in the league. I know at that contract, you could trade him. You'd have oh. no problem trading him. Oh. No problem trading him. Easy. Problem is, is can you get value back? That's the hard thing to do. Get value back for Mark Shifley. So that conversation, if I recall correctly, I think last summer, Vladimir Tarasenko had a conversation with Doug Armstrong and said, let me out of here. Doug Armstrong sat down with him, talked to him. He said, you know what? You've been a big part of our team, blah, 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 on and on and on. And look what Tarasenko did this year. I think a meeting of the minds led one of the issues. I find that if you sit down and talk, you might find that most of your issues can be resolved. If you come to a point and they can't be resolved, well, I can only say this. As the manager of the Winnipeg Jets, you got to do what's best for your team. And I would be very clear with Mark Shifley. Okay, you want to be traded? Great. We're trading you on our terms, not yours. We'll trade you when it's best for the Winnipeg Jets, not when it's best for Mark Shifley. And I hear this all the time, Steve. Well, you got a you got a disgruntled player. Well, if I got a disgruntled player, then I'm not going to be able to trade him. So you better play your butt off. You better get in there and play like you can so that I can get value for you. I get what I need, you get what you need. Just like Joe Sackett did with Matt Duchesne. That's how you run it as a manager. And just like Kevin Sheveldayoff did with Patrick Liney. And that trade worked out very well for the Winnipeg Jets. So I will close episode 61 with the U18s. Great job. Boy, how sweet it is. Sharpshooters, snipers, and the kids are all right. Uh, we didn't need Russia and Belarus to have a great tournament. Uh, one thing that comes to mind, the Swedish victory, somebody that stood out the most. The U18s are in the books, Craig. And it was a fun little ride for you in Germany. Well, I would tell you this. The stars that came into this tournament, and, and everybody knew who they were, Logan Cooley and Jimmy Snuggerud and Cutter Gauthier and Yuri Kulich and Jonathan LaCaramacki, Le, Le, uh, Le they were all the stars. They were all the stars. I, I'm putting Connor Bedard and Anna Fantilli aside because they're next year's draft. The stars came into this tournament, and they were brilliant. They were brilliant. And with 210-plus NHL personnel in the buildings, you know, they're trying to get comfortable figuring out who they want to draft. I don't think there was one player that did make them feel comfortable. So now you're back. Okay, who do we want? Do we want this guy, that guy, that guy, this guy? It was it was just brilliant performances all the way through the tournament. Joachim Kemmel from Finland. It was unbelievable, Steve, to see all the stars be absolutely the stars. Well, uh, awesome performance by you, my friend, at the U18s. And in episode 61, as we preview the playoffs, have some fun with our own rapid fire and get ready for the real season in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Episode 62, just so you know, I'm doing the rapid fire and you'll be answering the questions. Good. 
And I'll do them a little quicker than you just did because the idea was to go a little bit quicker. But that's okay, Mr. Button. I was trying to save your butt. Hey, you know what's good? Hot water, lemon, and neocitrin. You'll sleep like a baby tonight. And when you wake up, you'll be on your flight. Counting sheep, my friend. Counting sheep. Whoa. <laughs> that's what the Kings and Stars and Preds fans are going to say to us if their teams are pull up. Oh yeah. Up. oh, yeah. I know. They're writing it down and remembering and memorizing everything we say. For Bruce Bolton, Craig Button, I'm Steve Cooley. A 61 is in the books. The Stanley Cup playoffs are basically underway. Enjoy the next two months, everybody. We're back with episode 62. See you then.